Abomination of desolation. That means everything opposite. And I mean everything. But who are they? They're just one big abomination. Useless. Creation, domination, domination. 
the reason I have to play the whole song is because that's one of the few songs where I actually played everything. Well, it's not everything. It's just bass, drums, and, and guitar. <clears throat> to prove, though, that though I'm not formally trained in uh, guitar, I had to find those chords, and I did that, and, and uh, you know, managed to get that done and, and get the right, you know, tone and settings and stuff. But I ain't no guitar player, and uh, I'm more of a bass player. That's very natural for me, and I... But usually that, I play by ear, and a lot of times I break the rules, but it works. And then uh, the drums really sounded good. Those were my... Um, that's a DW kit, a little kit with... Um, it's got like a 20-inch bass drum, and they're, the drums are... You know, sadly, I haven't been able to play them in the last couple of years because I've just been... Haven't been well, you know, so... Uh, you know, really, it's, I mean, it's really been a struggle and I feel like I'm beginning to come back now and I didn't really get into it much because nobody really knew what was wrong. Suffice to say a lot of, um, you know, I mean, you know, I guess there's a lot of stress in the film business and, and businesses. I guess that could be it. I, I, there are a lot of people angry, you throw whammies. Um, there's, uh, I mean, I've had, we've had our share of, of that. I mean, there's been a lot of, um, but I grew up with, with, with witchcraft, you know what I mean? I, I've, I grew up with, you know, with chicken claws under the bed, you know, poisoning. A lot of witchcraft, you know, really dark stuff. You know, I'll just say with black magic and people that are practitioners. You know, they, they, poisoning was a big art in the past. And I've been poisoned quite a few times by these uh, witches, by, you know, in particular, um, well, I don't want to go into it too much because it's, uh, it, it, it did stop me from doing a lot. I mean, they did succeed in stopping me and ruining my life. They, they definitely ruined my life. And, uh, and no, Christian. Hello, you. Hey, come on out of there. Don't be shy. You guys didn't help me. Assholes. At all. In fact, you were trying to push me more into the into the fire. You wanted me dead. So so much for you. I found this one guy who was trying to you know, trying to set me up or trying to they um Thank, thankfully, because my friend I, tipped me off, then I just had a hard time believing anyone, like in a, you know, just a church, like a, an offshoot of Calvary Chapel or one of these churches, evangelical churches in L.A., would actually try to bump you off. I mean, I, I, there was just there was a disconnect. I'm like, no way, no one would ever do that. No matter how depraved they were in their life before they gave it to Jesus, they wouldn't be like you know, reading scripture, praying and all that, and then kill you on top of it, would they? (laughs) I know. See, getting your mind around something like that is the same thing as getting your mind around COVID. You know, I mean, just, just, just think about it, you know, what they did. You know, what they did to humanity. And they still haven't paid. I found that little runt, that little that little jerk pastor. I see he's no longer in that church. 
and he's removed to some island in Seattle, in the Seattle Harbor, north, you know, north of Seattle, just in no man, you know, you know, rural nowhere. And I just kept thinking, ha ha, they moved and they, they took his church away. The Calvary Chapel took his church away because he, it was reported. He was reported, um, you know, pedophilia, black magic, you know, threatening me for one thing. And I told a few people that they, they, and the guy, this one guy he said, you stumbled upon a satanic cult. And I kept trying to explain this. And then there was a friend I had that actually um, took care of one of Chuck Smith's properties, the, the founder of uh, Shittery Chapel, Fuckery Chapel. And, um, you know, I mean, these are not brethren, okay? You don't understand that, number one. Just because you say, you quote a few lines of scripture, that doesn't make you anything. You know, just, you know, the most evil people I know know the Bible by heart, okay? You got me? So shut up. Don't send me any more of that. Not unless you mean it. Not unless, you know what I mean, you know, because, I mean, basically, what do you think, what do you think God sees when he looks at the church situation in America? He sees an abomination, that's what, what do you think this song's about? It's about people that wallow in their abomination and their sin, and they feel guilty, and they don't want to ever do it again, but then they get sucked into doing it again. And that's not faith, and that's not progress. And they keep getting sucked back into doing it again and again and again, you know? And, uh, and then after a while, it's a habit. And then after a while, it, it leads to a further sin, you know, maybe add some criminality in with that, with your, uh, with your porno, whatever. It's, it's just, you know, enough already. Enough trying to, you know, be holier than thou. The church here in America has zero bragging rights. But it's great you, you take care of children, give them blankets, and so that's fine. But who are you? Who are you, 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 you? Who are you? You know, you caused a lot of pain and God knows how many people the church here has killed. Just any problem child you come across, you kill them. Is that what you do? It's always all hush-hush and handled out the back and nobody knows anything. Else. Well, 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 now is your day of reckoning. Here is your day of recompense, America. And to the churches of America... Here's the day that you deserve. And you're actually getting off light as of, you know, today. But it's coming. And it's coming for you. See, God, God is going to start with his own. People that have pledged to Jesus. And we all know what the abomination is. The abomination isn't... Um, you know, idle sin we do and then repent. The abomination is collective. Isn't it? <laughs> no, no one talks to you like this, right? <laughs> this is what you need at your pulpit. But they won't let me anywhere near a pulpit. They actually got at the John MacArthur Church. 
I think it was called Grace Church in the San Fernando Valley. Um, they, uh, they threatened that if I came back there, they would get a restraining order on me. Now, what did I do? Nothing. I went there and worshipped and prayed, listened to John MacArthur speak, listened to the choir, and then when everyone left the church, I left. I happened to know people, though, that were there and was in contact with them socially, and they didn't seem to like what I had to say, which is basically, I don't respect you. And it's because of this abomination that you're still part of. And so, yeah, you can't dog like that or they're going to get a restraining or, you know, don't come back. It's dangerous. Right. It's dangerous. It's, oh, that's right. It's dangerous to expose your bullshit and your lies and your stupidity. It's dangerous, right? You got to kill people to cover it up to keep your squeaky clean reputation going, don't you? But still, you are an abomination unto God in your church with your stupid worship and putting your hands in the air and acting like it's a, finally, I'm, I'm cleansed, finally, I'm free. No, Jesus will set you free. But then you have to agree. Agree to be set free. Not, well, I'm, you know, I better toe the line here at church because it's God's church. And I better do what they tell me. I better do what they fucking tell me. It's God's church now. You know, don't be a divider. You know, don't, don't be, you know, Zeph is, Zeph is the accuser. Zeph's being an accuser now. <laughs> so this little runt pastor guy, they ran him out of town. He's up there in nowhere land trying to just kind of stay hidden. Well, you know, I understand. You know, in a way, I think God did him a favor by getting him out of the role of church because this guy being a pastor, you know, who threatened me and others, uh, had no business being there and, and pulling in muscle from Costa Mesa and, you know what I mean, having people come observe and figure out, well, what do we do? What are we going to do with that? And it's like, it's it's okay. Goodbye. But I saw the um, I saw the muscle, I saw the teeth, I saw you know, and I said, "What do you think they'll do?" I said this to my friend, uh, who seems a lot more streetwise than me, producer Mike, and I I was taking him down there because I thought he needed it, and he's telling me, "You better watch out." And then I said, well, "Why?" And he goes, "They'll just kill you and leave you in a ditch somewhere." And then the pastor said to me, don't you understand? I have lunch with all the pastors in L.A., and we all have lunch here. We all know each other. We all know you and everybody. We talk about all you, the flock. Oh, yeah. Boy, that sounds good. You know, so you, 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 you know all the, uh, you know, leaving one church, going to another, trying to find some peace. And you know all about that, huh? Because you've decided not to offer any peace whatsoever. 
And these people were so far backwards, so far more backwards than the average person that's just walking around, you know. They were so, so regressed spiritually. They were so regressed mentally. They were so hateful to the brim that one time we walked in there because we weren't, you know, going to do anything the pastor said. We're going to follow, follow the Lord, not the pastor. We follow Jesus. And so we, the, the, the dumbest of the dumb people, the dumbest dumb, you know, whatever you want to say there, as a group, as a collective now, which proves, of course, the abomination, they all turned as we walked in we were laughing i think we pulled an all-nighter and we've been drinking and doing drugs and we were total we were sinners bad you know but it was we walked in and uh every one of them turned their back on us like to make a, a statement they all did it in unison which made us laugh even more and then and then of course they were getting out the iron fist they were getting ready to to whack your old buddy here. And uh, I'd seen enough at that point. I, I'm like, so there, so there is no possibility of really, because um, we thought when, when, when the Lord revealed himself to us and, and he you know, grabbed me and he lifted me up and he told me all these things that nobody could know and Things I didn't know that I verified to be true, and he never let me go from that day one, and I never let him go from that day one, and Trish neither. Very powerful revelation of the Lord that got us saved, and so we thought, you know, let's go to where they're preaching the word and teaching the Bible, and you know, see if we can lend a hand and 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 be loving toward our brothers and sisters. And we walked into a just. One wall of hatred after another. Pure, sheer, unbelievable, murderous hatred. And that's L.A. for you. Oh, I don't think it would be any different in San Francisco or, <laughs> you know, Chicago or, you know, or uh, New York or wherever. It's, it was just completely unbelievable. I mean, mind-blowingly unbelievable. I mean, it's just, it's just like, and had we not been, had we been weaker in the Lord, you know, that would have led to suicide, which is the whole point, which the point of my entire adolescence was suicide. That's what they wanted. That's what my family wanted. They wanted suicide. Uh, why? Because I kept, because I became, uh, I guess in their eyes, radical. I had pictures on my wall of uh, Kennedy and Martin Luther King and, you know, I'm asking questions and <laughs> they weren't having it. <laughs> they were not having it. And, um, and naturally, of course, you know, I, the, 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 uh, as far as all their black magic and all that, you know, I could, I could see when they were doing it. So I was calling them out on that and Satanism and everything else. Of course, that, that really also added a lot of fuel to the fire against me. But somehow I squeaked through. Somehow I survived. I don't even know. I mean, there's no way I survived on my own. I survived because of, of the Lord. And um, that was really the subject of this documentary that we're doing was how I survived, even though, you know, they, they, uh, when they got a hold of me, they brainwashed me and they, you know, kept me in a false reality for 
quite a few years, you know, just, uh, you know, until I would confess that there is no such thing as Satanism. There is, they were not involved in anything like that in my family or anybody else. There is no pedophilia going on and, and trafficking of children. There is not, none of that exists. And then on that basis, I was allowed to slowly get out of, you know, their clutches and, you know, and, uh, try to find a way to live, which was not, uh, my way was just playing drums and bands at, at first, just trying to, I was trying to figure out, you know, I'm still haunted by this because I, I mean, I, I, the programming was that none of, none of that exists, but then I kept thinking, what if, you know, kept gnawing on me, you know, to think more about it. You know, the truth has a way of really, you know, being the thing that's going to eventually come out. And, um, where it began to come out for me was when I, you know, wrote the screenplay society. When I wrote it, I was thinking fiction. And, and of course the writing partner I had, Rick Fry was fiction. Brian, the director, he was mainly, you know, thinking it was fiction and said so publicly. But to me, you know, my story never got told, you know? So now I set the record straight. I believed I was writing fiction. I didn't think any of that was real. And that turned out to be all based on memories that I had that were suppressed because of um, programming. Do you know there's a film out now called MK Ultra? I don't know if you know that. And they show this, you know, conditioning, you know, extreme conditioning, like Manchurian Candidate conditioning and early my It's totally unrealistic compared to what happened because I've read a lot of books on, on all that stuff. But the um, thing is, is... Uh, they did a little kind of a contained, you know, almost like a, you know, back in time, 1940s, 50s, you know, sort of, uh, you know, beginnings of mind control and MK Ultra, and uh, and it, which was a program. But these techniques of mind control were being done to everybody. You know, I mean, for me, the the, the brainwashing was basically there is no such thing as anything. You know, life is like, <laughs> it's like. You know, it's it's just like what you see on TV, you know, and uh, and on that basis, I was ready to return to society. You know, with a fresh start. It doesn't exist. Of course, what happens is it comes crashing in, and that's the, ba- the I say the basis of the of the, of the although although in the you get a lot more here at the Zephyr Report than I did in the documentary, in terms of testimony because we don't have a lot of time. But the programming, it, 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 you know, this woman called me and she told me about the, uh, that the, she read the screenplay and, and, and said it's all true. And then, and then I kind of flipped out for a second, but then I got, the programming was right back because I didn't want to, you know, blow my movie or, you know, the opportunity. So I had to act normal because I could see that, you know, even the movie company was like, you know, that that would be a problem if you, you know. So um, it was another 10 years. Even during that and after it came out, like in 1992 or three or four here, it was d- done in 1990 in, in England. But, I mean, it, it was banned from the U.S. because the U.S. doesn't like sex or, you know, or the kind... 
the the level of stuff we had in there they didn't like uh, typical us i mean i just we're not even a us company because you know we understand you know we understand where our you know the, uh, what side our bread is buttered on and it's not us just they just want some kind of watered down you know retread and they're just not willing to do anything new and and any kind of sex terrifies them and it's so it's 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 <laughs> as they push their abomination toward children <laughs> unreal you know oh i'm offended by that oh, yes yes i understand yes i understand too well so then it was like another let's see all the way up to about the year 1999 and then finally oh you know i finally got straight with myself and I, and the lord and well, the lord realized at that moment it's all real so that's just where i began it's all real and uh and then we went through a series of poisonings and uh witchcraft and you know you know chicken claws under the bed you know black candles and all sorts of stuff trying to have uh I guess the offense is that they feel threatened that the public is going to find out the truth. But the public already knows the truth. You see, so that's the weird thing, because the public is also brainwashed, right? And so that you've got this really you know, weird situation, this weird standoff that's going on. And it's so funny how COVID mimics it mimics the satanic slavery here. It mimics it exactly. The people that will comply and they'll put their mask on, right? These are the conformed of the world, right? They basically give up their brains, their hearts and their souls and just become, you know, dumb fucks for, for, um, for society. <laughs> and you're a robot. They'll do whatever they're told. And then there's the rebels they're not wearing a mask and they're willing to get in trouble and this and that and the families break up now. And then there's the people that take the jab, right? It's like I like you know my song under under your skin and into your soul, which is exactly where Satan wants it. That jab is meant to 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 to, to gut you like a pig. You know, in time, you know, cancer all. Not everyone's going to get sick. A lot of prized athletes, they fall over dead, you know, 25 years old. So we, we know all this, but I mean, it's, and it's like, so you're, so you're thinking, well, you know, when are they going to figure this out? When is the world going to finally kind of wake up? You know, here's the perfect allegory and metaphor to the satanic uh, slavery. So that, why don't we wake up from all of it? But no, I continued to fight it. I mean, during the time of society coming, I was just like into the movie and I, you know, I thought it was great. And, <clears throat> you know, it wasn't perfect. It was a little campy here and there, but it was the satire, the statement, totally agreed with. And a lot of credit goes to, you know, the whole, to everybody involved. I, I just got the ball rolling with my first draft. I wrote it under duress though. It was it was leaking out, and you know um, I had to recite over and over. There were no people at the house that night. 
I had to actually say that and, you know, almost sign off on it before I was allowed to participate in, well, my future was already ruined at that point. <clears throat> there was no no uh, college and, and fraternities in my future. No, no, no cushy job with, uh, you know, from the inside connection. No, no, all that was gone. Forever. And I'll tell you a little secret. For some of you who are thinking of trying to placate society, some of you who are born into elite situations and now you want to reform and, and you want to apologize like I did, I said, okay, I'm nuts, I was psychotic, crazy, sick, and now I'm, I want to improve and do things, you know, the right way and please my parents and please society in general and just be a, a part of it. Never going to happen. Why is that? Well, for one thing, it's God's will. God, you know, hates society, obviously. Obviously. That's not even a question, is it? And, um... So here's this, here's the kind of, like, sort of almost quasi-Masonic kind of statement they make, okay? So once in, I did a song based on this a long time ago. Once in, never out. Once out, never in. Now I know that I do these like little riddles, and uh, and but they're not mine. So once out, never in is true, and too many people make this error. Now a lot of people that I knew, a lot of kids I knew, they've committed suicide. My daughter committed suicide, my, you know, and people in my own family were, you know, involved in, uh, in, in my opinion, murder of my father in particular, and just a lot of bad things. And, uh, but the suicides were because the kids in question, you know, didn't understand what was happening. They didn't understand there was this other world there. They were just kind of like taking it day, you know, day by day and seeing the world as it, it's presented to them, and they think that's real. Now, we all know there's no such thing as a real world being presented to you every day, right? It's all lies. It's all fake. You know, it's a... Ben's is sliding in. You need some... You want to get that position. It's in, Ben's is... He's been riding shotgun with me every... every, every I hope, is it changing... The Zeph report, or the, the shocking Zeph report. Anyway, so they commit suicide because they get targeted. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll try them in the, in the psychiatric uh, facility, the mental hospital. You know, but if, if, if usually by that point they're kind of irredeemable. So they have to get rid of them. And a lot of them get killed in, in the hospital. People don't realize that. Oh, it gets labeled as a suicide, of course. It's not the hospital's fault. They were trying to help. <laughs> so, so, you know, so that's how society cleans up after itself. Wipes up the poop. Okay? That it kills. 
And why does it kill him then? I promise I'll be good. I won't, I won't disappoint you. I'll do what you say. I, please give me another chance. And then the, another chance. Sure, we'll give you another chance. Come on in here, son. We love you. You know? And, uh, and then, of course, I get whacked. Because the rule is, once out, never in. Once in, never out. Maybe that's hard to understand. Let's, let's, let's try to break it down. Once in, never out. It's like, okay, joining the mafia. Okay, so once in, you know, you're, you're, once you agree to it, you ain't getting out, right? If you try to get out, they kill you. But once out, never in, meaning for whatever reason, if you bounce off the, the little you know, golden mirror or whatever, and uh, you're not, you know, with it or you're a misfit or you're, you know, particularly a poet or an artist or somebody like that, you ain't going to make it in this thing. You know, I'm sorry, you won't. The ones that have, in our culture, they did make that deal with the devil, you know, but uh, they, have that, they have that capacity, you know, more of the pure heart people don't. So they, uh, they tell you that you're okay, everything's cool, and then they whack you. And the reason that they do that is because um, this rule, once out there, once, for whatever reason, may not even be your fault, but whatever happened that bounced you out, in other words, you stumbled, you went to jail, you went to the loony bin, you, you got uh, in trouble, you know, um, whatever, you were publicly humiliated. For whatever reason... You know, because everything is rigged, right? So for whatever reason, you fell out, you know, and it could be virtuous, like you've, you've, you're not going to participate in evil. <laughs> oh, great. What a great guy. Fantastic, man. And then once you make a proclamation like that, they're, they, you know, you're done. They're going to hunt you, especially if you were. And what, what is it about elite family? Well, because people get are, are gotten rid of, um, Mainly because uh, in the elite circles, you know, you're sort of born into it and there's no tolerance for any kind of dis disobedience, none at all. It is a collective and the sooner you figure that out and join the collective, fine. But once you join, don't stumble. And then for those who understand once out, never in, they don't try to please them. They don't try to please them on Satan's side, you know. They don't try to, to please the beast system. They don't try to, you know, line up with all the conformed numbskulls, you know, and, and just, like, be, be a robot, be a, be a soldier, whatever. They don't, they don't try to, you know, they, they may try, but they will fail because at the very least, even if they're not, targeted or whatever they they um are held back held down made sure that their life is you know that they pay so that they have no career no this no future no you know they they can have a subsistence you know like um you know uh, you know like the truman show type of you know yeah you know in other words it's uh you know instead of killing someone if they have you know they can keep you living but you'll never be one of them once out, never in.
But once in, never out. That means, you know, you could stumble into it, but you're still in. And those who realize they can never get out, uh, who try to get out, uh, a lot of them end up paying the price. And um, this goes for criminal organizations, mafia, Cosa Nostra, you know, uh, big business. The biggest uh, mafia in the world is, um, you know, big tech and and uh, and 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 uh, you know and uh, the corporatocracy of the world, which is a you know fascist corporations, who uh, you know rule over governments, and they're you know basically all of them on the same page. And um, you know, yes, they compete with each other, uh, but at the same time, you know, they they. Uh, they're the gatekeepers, so they decide who's going to go up and who's going to go down. So when you see people, don't don't ever be, you know, the Bible in Psalm 37, again, I, I know we've been on that a lot lately, but it's so good at explaining, don't be jealous, you know, don't be envious of these people that seem to have favor in, in the world, you know. Um, and that doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, in my case, you know, a traditional, like a normal life was barred because it was already ruined. I mean, it was already too much damage, could never recover. But I managed to do things, and like like you say, the things I've done, people, you know, 10 years later, they discover some, some work I've done or a novel I've done or something I've written, and, um, you know, and all of a sudden it becomes like, oh, my God, you know, but because... You know, we're independent, we, we, but we don't want to be falsely boosted. You know, with lots of advertising, trying to mind control people to liking us. We just don't, we don't need that. You know, the, the, the fan base that we build up from the, the things we're doing and, you know, the people we are, we've all been through, and everybody in our crew has been through hell and back. I'm not, I'm just one, I'm kind of the leader for now, but I mean, after me, there's same thing. And, um, you know, some of the offenses we do, we pray together. You know, we, uh, you know, we, 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 we're, we, we don't like the, um, you know, these are the things of Christ house. Christ house is like a little bit of a free spirit out there, but you know, there is opposition that I don't go into it much, but there, there's, there's opposition um, just for being, you know, a white male or being, uh, being a Christian. There's opposition, and um, so they say, stay in your lane, go over to the Christian side. No, the, going to the Christian side of the the Christian media is like, you know, bowing down to Satan. What are you talking about? Same thing, same mafia. So, at the same time, it's funny, we released uh, Girl Next, and, and it's, you know, kind of like Art House meets, kind of like Stanley Kubrick on Acid meets, um, you know, uh, a, a setup of a thriller that becomes like this whole mind control experiment, and then it, it en ends up being, in a sense, an allegory about the world, but then at the same time, it shows how... Um, how people are cloned and consciousness is cloned and, you know, reality is a, uh, you know, pretty much someone else's simulation. And if you don't believe that, then you got a long ways to go. 
just advertising 101 creates a simulation. So try to deny it. You really can't. And, you know, I don't, I understand living in a bubble, you know, but when it comes right down to it in terms of like who's ruling the world, who the top people are in the world, that's all decided by this, you know, what I guess, you know, society, but, but the elite, you know, society of, you know, basically fascists and, and, and really dumbasses. I mean, people that don't know the spirit, people that don't know the way of God, people that don't know what the, what the stakes are, people that don't know, for example, that Jesus is the, Larry, 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 our director, he intoned this the other day, he said, you know, he quoted that uh, scripture that talks about Jesus being the, the stone, the, the, the actual, he, the one that was rejected and tortured and mocked ends up being the cornerstone of all reality, you know the 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 uh, the headstone of the, the 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 cause of any civilization or building. You know, and and so that's what they really can't stand. And and the other thing is, independent voices in film are you know they're they're still giving it away for free, but there's so many documentaries coming, and and uh, you know like this MK Ultra film that I watched is still you know kind of contained, but there's some some definite truth in it in terms of, you know, how violent, uh, you know, all that is and how evil the U.S. government is. And so that's coming out. You go to some of these churches and they, want, they almost want you to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And it's deeply offensive to me. You know, I've got no problem saying the Pledge of Allegiance if I want to. But I don't want a pastor saying that Jesus wants me to say that. And he's lying. And then the whole thing, the whole thing's like a house of cards and it all falls. You know, I need help not committing suicide, <laughs> or I have in the past. I've needed help, you know, because of a lack of dopamine or a lack of serotonin, whatever. You know, not not you know just being, you know, in a terrible depressed state or you know you know comfort of of the Lord. Like a lot of times, well, like last night, I reached out to the Lord and didn't get much sleep last night, but I really was reaching out to the Lord, you know, just in a way that, you know, please don't leave me, you know. And, and the other thing I was saying to him was, you know, please send the comforter, please comfort me. It's, I just need peace. So my thoughts are racing. and I just, I just want to sleep. I just, if I could just have that warm peace that he gives. And just like every other time I've asked for that, you know, for that warmth, for that, that comfort, uh, he has given it to me, and it's it's palpable. It's it's uh, you know that I can sleep, but that I have this, you know the 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 all the thoughts and worries go away, and I realize that's no place for have thoughts and about worries and things with Jesus because it's pretty much forbidden. If you have faith, you don't have those thoughts. But see, a lot of people have those thoughts anyway. They just lie about their faith. You know, if I'm feeling insecure about something, I know I have to pray that that Jesus would take it from me. That the Lord would take it from me because it's not the Lord's intention that I'm troubled. You know, let them be troubled, not me. I've done nothing wrong. You know what I mean? I've, I mean, other than, 
you know, just the usual sinner stuff and, and you know, selfish stuff and things that I'm not proud of and are things I need to repent for, and I do repent all the time and really make a solid effort at not repeating, you know. Uh, and things have gotten better in that department, but really once I'm free of flesh, meaning dead, I guess, into the flesh, then I feel I can really thrive because I'm not going to have that, that flesh problem. I mean, you don't, you know, and, and you know what it is. It's, for me, the worst attacks are always, you know, like like this feeling in your stomach, like uh, like um, they're, they're, you know, they're coming to get you or they're, you know, they're, you know, that, that feeling of trepidation that you're, they're watching you. They're, you know, paranoia a little, a little bit, but it's really more a feeling of, uh, of, uh, you know, what if this happens or what if that happens? Like, well, sure, there's a bunch of areas of exposure for us all, you know, being, I could be talking on this program as honestly as I can, and I am feisty because I'm, again, I'm not going to put up with it. I, you know, I mean, that's, and why should anyone not be a little bit angry or totally angry at having been lied to and have, if you have your life ruined, but compared to what? My life is not ruined compared to anything. It's, it's my life is blessed because I'm walking with the Lord and not with the beast. But how many are in the churches? You know, the churches confused me because I thought they were serious and I could really with a with a wide swath say they're not serious and be pretty accurate with that you know all pretty much all and that's why I don't spend any time you know or much time getting into debates with people because they want to debate and I, I know with worlders you the minute you quote a little scripture you say some something Jesus said, or say, you know, equ equivocate something you're talking about with something in scripture or, or whatever, they get deeply, they get horrified and offended. And, you know, they basically drop you as a friend. You know, or the, or the, you know, the interest is gone. You know what I mean? There's no connection. They don't want you to have consciousness above them. But when you have God consciousness... You know, you know, look, let's look at it this way. They throw stuff at people that are not joined in with their collective and with the intention of those people committing suicide. Now, those people, if they don't commit suicide, they're going to get shit thrown at them every day by somebody. Persecution, the Lord calls it. Okay, persecution. Uh, and the only real um, solace they have is that above consciousness that's above humanity, right? Because it's God's ways are above our ways. God's thoughts are above our thoughts. And when I'm in that consciousness, when I'm in Christ, when I'm in the spirit, when I'm in the spirit of agape even, you know, complete forgiveness and love for all things, you know, just basically wanted to be so close to the creator you know that I'm just just walking that walk of listening for the for a word to give out, listening for something, or taking direction from the Holy Spirit. And you know, don't go this way, but go that way. And you know, here's some ideas and things like that. Here's what you should be doing with your life. And when I'm in that 
kind of mode, then, you know, these people have tried from time to time to try to derail me. Or derail my... They say, where are you getting this confidence? You know, that, and try to scare me or make me think of, well, you can't do that. No one's going to... You know, it's like the film thing. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't go do this or do this or participate in anything. You didn't go through the normal ranks. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm already doing that. I've already done that. I've already made money. I've already, you know, what are you talking about? We were not supposed to. And... (laughs) I see. So they have this like cliched view that anybody that's not a robot like them is, you know, the guy with, you know, that's you know, the, the schizophrenic homeless guy wandering around barefoot, you know, asking uh, for a couple of bucks. And they realize that person's mentally ill. They think that everyone, that's what they want. Actually, secretly, that's what they want for all of us. And, you know, it's not true. The wheat and the tares grow together and, and you know, what God has blessed, and this goes for any of you entrepreneurs, what God has blessed, no man can take away. You know, so I just, so I tell him, you know, God urged me to do this. And, and you know that we, we've, uh, someone just told me we had, you know, the, 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 the you know, the girl next uh, beginning. It's such an unusual movie. I'm so happy we did because we we're not going to do the, something like that again. And, I mean, we, each thing is different, but it's also interest now in Asia. It's breaking to Asia. It's sold thirteen territories so far, but uh, more coming up here this next week. And uh, so, pretty good for someone to say you can't do that. You know, it's won seventy six. I don't know how many awards, but it's almost eighty awards, and uh, just one. Best picture for, you know, best nastiest feature. It's um, it's not for Americans. I mean, I know that. Not for American culture. American culture is, is very, uh, I, you know, give an example. I saw this thing on Netflix, I think it was called Dark Winds, which, because we're looking into the Navajo actors, you know, and, and so it's a Navajo story by... Uh, uh, Robert Redford produced it, and with you know, uh, who's you know famous, you know left wing, right, responsible for aligning with the Indians, making all the Native Americans, indigenous peoples. I'm sorry, you know, be you know left wing rather than than you know what they should be. In my opinion, is anti everything. <laughs> but uh, so I'm more radical than Redford. So I'm totally radical. You know, I'm totally radical in, in the sense that, it, you know, I'm not right wing. I'm not left wing. Like, oh, well, what does that mean? That means you can't predict what's going to happen with me. Oh, no, but, but someone knows. And that someone is my, is the, my master. I have a master. A, a master controller. <laughs> anyway... What God has blessed, no man can take away. He that's in me is stronger than he that's in the world. So when they try to debate like they have, and, and, and I remember one guy was telling me, but you're the same as you were back then. You're the same. I, I see you the same over and over the same, trying to make me the same as I was before Christ. You know what I mean? Trying to have that argument. And they kept repeating it over and over and over again. It's like, uh, 
I don't know if I'm the same or not. I, you, you keep insisting that I listen to it, but I, I reject that because things, you know, different person, different circumstances, you know. So, so therefore, we expect you to stumble and fall, you know, um, because you're no different than you were or whatever, you know. It, I, I uh, these people are just. So uh, so compliant with Satan and that and those dark spirits, you know that all they want to do is argue that you can't be you. And I remember even people in the right wing, uh, not right wing, but in the truth movement, arguing with me. And I same thing, same argument. By the way, oh yeah, your truth movement is completely foul. <laughs> Good luck with that, baby. You are corrupted, head to toe. And you know what the Lord's going to do with the truth movement? Disband it. Now, does that mean people are not going to know? People are going to be, keep coming with the truth, and they're going to do what they can to get the word out, the truth. But that truth movement, the organization of truth movement, is right now being decimated, being cut into a million pieces by the opposition who God is allowing to do it. Well, I'll give you a case in point, InfoWars. Another case in point, uh, the January 6th committee and all that stuff. So that's one front of decimation. And then there's several others on the vaccine front and on this front and on that front. It's, it's, the world runs by Satan's lie, period. Anything that does not conform to that is attacked. But it's, got, it's not a terrestrial issue. It's a spiritual issue. you know. And the spirit is above man's consciousness so when they when they see you operating above their consciousness then they say you are being very arrogant that's not christ-like it's like no my my confidence doesn't come from you your analysis of me is also false it's a projection of you of what you would like to see my approval comes from the lord my self-esteem, furthermore, comes from the Lord. My healing and, 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 you know, and, and going through these various battles comes from the Lord. Um, and so it's like, you know, and so when you're in this situation of entertaining people, say with a movie or something, and they want to have approval of it, you 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 don't have the capability of understanding our movie. You know, I, I would say to the critics, they, they don't, you know, people, some critics really get it. And, and they go nuts on it. And then others, you know, hate it. And, and they, you know, they, they go nuts on it that way. And it's like, but it's not made for you. You don't understand it. It's not that, you know, you could write it off and go, oh, this is lousy. This is not being thoughtful. Or, you know, lousy, uh, you, you know, screenplay or, you know, or, or, or any, any other technical thing. You, there's nothing you can say about it that way. You just have to go, well, this is not what I, I don't want to see that. Right, because it challenges your reality because it is called, and I'll say it one more time, give a clue out there for Americans. Because I know Europeans understand this. I know that uh, India, they certainly understand a lot about cinema. But in this country, we are very, very ignorant. 
And is that by design? I don't know if I don't know what it what why it just is that way. Uh, but it's called subversive cinema, and that is, I guess, the best way to describe that. And and that to me is Christ. Subversive cinema is Jesus, and because it's not easy to do, it's very ironic, right? It's very hard to do irony. But subversive cinema is taking the things they will use, some of them, in some cases, and having it turn out not in the way they would have it turn out. So it becomes subversive. Or like society became uh, a satire against, basically against society. And, and I, I, I need to have a talk with, you know, our, we're, we're co-writing this novelization of society. I need to say that you know, I, I, I may not completely agree with where the character is going here because this character, in my view, probably would have wanted to burn down Beverly Hills and, and the whole place. You know, probably would have, would have wanted to go totally rogue and, like, go on Simeonese Liberation Army, you know what I mean? Go on the full route. And uh, so there's a disagreement about that, you know, of who that character is. And it's because... They're trying to novelize it away from my personal experience. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, they don't even know. No, but they don't understand what they're doing. People, people, you got to understand, they don't know what they do. They don't understand what they're doing. And then they get mad. They go, well, you're very arrogant. No, I'm free. I get to speak my mind. And, you know, uh, I have my observations. And if they change, which very rarely have I had to change anything, it would be in favor of more truth or more understanding through more data that would get me to change my view on something like, well, not all churches are bad. No, all churches are bad. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Anywhere where you have any organization or any kind of, you know, mixing of corporation, worship, uh, you, you know, five hundred one c three, and all this stuff, it, 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 it's just all these are corrupting. You know, all these, uh, you know, you know, divinity degrees, you know, theology degrees. These are all corruptions. All of those. Who told you you had to get a degree in theology to be a, a pastor? Who told you you needed a pastor? Anyway, I've had to be on this path a long time of, you know, finally learning. Well, there's no sanctuary. There's no, there's no man-made peace, but there's peace in the Lord, and there's peace in understanding where the Lord placed me, which was to be. You know, so in that early writing of society, I think the thing that made it work, and I think everyone agrees with this, is the satire against society. But some people involved think it's like communism and that's driving that, and that's not true. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not true. But anyway, regardless, I was interviewed by a, by a communist... Uh, 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 magazine called Jacobin for Society recently. 
So it's still out there, and I and it will will always be out there. Will always be controversial as to what happened, but uh, when it began, it was not a you know they like to say it was a slasher script that that Brian made into this satirical masterpiece, and that's not true. It was always satirical. It always had the same structure of you know this 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 kid being you know uh, tormented by his family and eventually planned to 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 do away with him. And, um, you know, and, and it got collaborated on and the surrealistic elements came in and it's the same structure. You know, it's basically uh, a gaslighting type, type of thing and, you know, the, the kids being, you know, groomed. I think we added the fact that he was adopted you know, later on and to make it more clear to an audience that they raised him his whole life to, to sacrifice him. That's the, that was always the story in a nutshell. And uh, so it wasn't a, a slasher film. This is in Wikipedia. This is a sla- It was like the script was a slasher film. There was bloody everything, and it was turned into this satire. That is completely false. That is a lie. You know, I didn't put it in there. I didn't lie. But um, that's probably why we have a documentary coming. And you know, there may be friction over that. But everybody gets to tell their side of the story, right? Or we're going to suppress my side. I'm going to suppress my side so that the wiki can be true. Not true. You know, and then we've had, uh, I, I remember when we, I remember the day that uh, we had this surrealist uh, artist, uh, musician, kind of like a you know genius, screaming mad George, come in to do this shunting stuff you know this this wild you know orgy that's at the end sort of a cannibalistic you know uh slimy you know bizarre thing and um i was there when he came in and started doing you know talking about dolly and all that i was there and i i actually did the writing to convert it to that i was one of the writers and um so I was one of the adapters into to that, but th- that didn't change the structure. All it did is change the, uh, you know, um, it didn't change the fact that it, everything would lead to that one event. That was in all the drafts, and we've had many. We had, I think Rick and I had like 40 drafts or something. I've got a lot of them on, uh, backed up on disc. I, I know that uh, Brian had a few, and he had one there in the, the first draft that... Uh, Rick had given Brian where he had actually gone in and done some you know stuff that I hadn't seen, and that got the ball rolling there. But then we quickly went on for to draft after draft in which we were all involved in it. And then, I mean, you know, and that's the truth of how it evolved. But I remember being there when I met George there in the living room of Brian, and we, you know, we just kept on brainstorming, and you know, a lot of it was. Uh, you know, some of it wasn't filmed, I realized. But anyway, when anything is any kind of a hit, everybody claims credit. And um, so I think it would be interesting. You know, I mean, I was asked by, just to give you the roots of this whole thing, I was asked by uh, our producer, Loris, to... Uh, he came up with the idea for this documentary thing. And um, 
that's been his baby. And he's actually, you know, a, a, he's a stakeholder in it, or if you want to say he's a, you know, he's got, he's a, he's a you know, he's a the producer, also an executive producer, you know, involved in it. He's the, the guiding, you know, the guiding whatever producer. He's, he's the guy. And then Larry, the director, and then me, all I did is just get on camera and squawk and, you know, realize uh, that I was in pretty bad shape when I was doing it. But um, it's kind of, you know, I, I, I don't know what to think of it. I mean, looking at myself is really weird, but I did say everything I said was true and accurate, according to my opinion, according to, you know, my take on things. But did I say everything you guys know? No, but but in the words of, you know, guys like uh, Sean Stone, who thinks he's some big leader of the truth thing, he said, no one's ever going to listen to this F report. He said, no one's ever going to listen to it. It's never going to be important. Your story is going to be lost if I don't work with one of these robotic writers. And... Um, what by a biography, you know, I mean, so again, the, and, and then, and then I remember one of, one of them said that, well, they want to do a documentary about me. I said, yeah, but from what position, from the position that the way you were brought up, the way you lived, the way that you saw things was really, you know, that, that was right. And that, you know, Zaff, you know, Woody Keith at the time, he was wrong. Right, it's going to try to make it come out, so that it's. Uh, you know, I understand the way they did. they did this with Brian Wilson. He was like, but he was really nuts. I mean, I, I don't know that I was nuts. Well, I might have been completely. I just depends on your perspective, doesn't it? They tried to make him look like he was sick, and then, and then he, and then he rehabilitated, and so he could come back and do more music or whatever. So he was acceptable to the music society. I think he was more like, you know, I look at him and I look at a guy that was heavily handled. And when he started getting his own thing going, his own ideas, his own individual personality was rebelling, they, you know, they clamped out on him and just labeled him nuts and discredited him completely publicly. There's a horrible people involved, absolutely despicable. And um, not that I'm, I'm not a big fan. I just, you know, saw what they did to him. And, and, you know, you had to understand he was, you know, the Beach Boys were out in L.A. during the time of uh, MK Ultra, Laurel Canyon. You know what I mean? You know, the, you know, the, you know Charles Manson, you know, the, uh, you know, Sharon Tate, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hippies on Sunset. Um, you, you know, the, 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 you know, you know and the, the big thing, the big, big push at that time in Los Angeles. I mean, this was the big, the big push in the world at that time was the CIA and intelligence forces pushing LSD on everybody. It was Timothy Leary. It was, you know, and all these stupid people, including all these bands that embraced it all, you know, Magical Mystery Tour, Timothy Leary's dead, and all this other stuff. All of it was a ruse cooked up at the Rand Corporation, cooked up by little doctors, cooked up actually by Nazis. In fact, MK Ultra, if you happen to see it, uh, has Nazis in it. That you know, from Operation Paperclip, who are involved in the you know mind control 
because they brought it over here from Germany. <laughs> and now we're back to the Nazis again, but nobody knows that. It's the Trump supporters that are Nazis, not the Nazis like Klaus Schwab. <laughs> you expect me to take this seriously? Really? And what do you do? And where are the IQs of people? Well, right now they're around 50, meaning they just uh, have enough IQ to, you know, to, to, to ask for a, a Big Mac or, you know, some fries and, and, and roll their sleeve up and, you know, add two and two. And, you know, even, even if now it's five. And, and you know, but, but, just, but controllable enough to all massively put masks on, you know, or dresses, which is the next thing coming. Everyone has to wear a dress. The new dress code. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you in the beginning, if Satan could do it with these dumb, idiotic, Fools, you know, who comply. They're going to have trees with the roots going up out of the ground as the, as the foliage and the beautiful part of the tree stuck into the earth. That's exactly what uh, they want to do. And the same for everything else. Let's give the humans synthetic food. <laughs> they're already feeding bugs. Here's the Netherlands. Netherlands, shame. You live in a... The Netherlands is a house of shame. It is a country that should have never been formed, just like America, when you really look at it. Okay. Just like France. Uh, don't, don't think I'm picking on any one guy, but the Netherlands are now feeding bugs to children to get them used to it. Bugs are not nutritious for children. Bugs have certain enzymes and things in them that make them incompatible for humans. And then Gates is, is growing synthetic food so that you can have lots and lots of burgers and things that look like things you remember, but it's all synthetic, and it will clip your life at a certain time. It's all management of the population. Are they good stewards? No, they're not stewards. They are Nazi sadist doctors that are fuddling with the populations, trying to, you know, do abominations in the sight of God. And they want to bring the chimeras out, and they're going to bring the cloning out, and the fact that they've been cloning for a long time. And then you're going to find out that a lot of your leaders and a lot of people that you thought were real are clones of clones. Ha, 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 ha. You all deserve it, though. The evidence was all there. Evidence was all there. The evidence was all there. Their clone, what did Lorian say about herself? We, 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 I just, God, thank God we made Girl Next. I know that it's taking time for it to gain an audience, and it's not really even about money for me. It's about doing something, you know, original. And I also like a crowd pleaser, you know, not something that's like a head trip, but this is a, you know, see this one on Mescaline and see what happens to you. <laughs> At one point, our heroine, Lorian, who's really an assassin, says, I am a clone of a clone. I don't think any more needs to be said. She talked about being a program clone. That is, they take the consciousness and they clone it and then apply it to us. 
right? And people then comply. And they become programmed, conscious, you know, mental program clones of, of, of thoughts and mores, and social mores and, and different things. But what I'm saying is that there are also real clones. You know, I think that's what Keanu Reeves was trying to tell us. You know, when he was executive producer of this horrible movie called Replicas, uh, where he starred in it, and he did a horrible job as well. And, um, you know, he... Uh, it was really a, a, a vapid, you know, kind of like, you know, a script written by secretaries or something. You know, it, 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 was, it, it was horrible on every level. But the one message in it of propaganda, which is what it is, so everyone who worships Keanu Reeves, you're dealing with a propagandist there. Hello. You're dealing with with a, with a, with the elite programming there. Hope you enjoy that. He exec produced it. He's responsible. Okay. He put money up, or commandeered money, or something. He got it made. That's what exec producers do. They get it made. It justified cloning your family, your loved ones, so you don't have to be missing them. And his family all died in an accident, and he cloned them all. And then the end of the story is he's sitting there with his family having a loving dinner, and everybody is acting normal. They're not acting like there's any gaps or holes. They're all, they're all completely as they were. They're just cloned, which justifies then, you see, euthanasia will be, you get to live in this new body, and we're going to transfer your consciousness, much like Keanu Reeves did, into this next body. And, and then you uh, will live on, you see, and all your infirmities and your old age or whatever else, is, forget about it. And it will really simply be a ruse because what it is is euthanasia, i.e. killing you before your time. Thank you very much. Why? Because they want the Social Security money. They want the Medicare money. They want the entitlements. And they're coming for them now. No, people are not smart enough to figure that out, so they're going to sit there and get robbed. Let's face it. A lot of the heartbreak has been us been sitting around waiting for others to join us in the truth and knowing what's going on. And they don't. It's still us, right? You and me, here we are. We're still here. We might disagree on some fine points here or there, but basically we see the truth. The truth is very obvious. We just see it. You can describe it different ways. You can focus on different things, but truth is truth. Truth trumps lies. That's why the truth is always coming out. Truth always rises like cream to the top. You can't hold truth back. So basically all Satan does is try to force truth back by keeping a lid on people generation after generation and trying to make sure that they don't ever get um, what I call saved or born again, which is, a, which is when God chooses you to be with him and then you, know, you agree to it. Most people think they choose God. <laughs> no, man. Your pastor might tell you something like that, but uh, make no mistake. You got to be chosen. I know that's hard for people to 
to to understand, but it's 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 chosen doesn't necessarily mean the way humans mean chosen. Chosen means something far more profound. Far more profound. Chosen has to do with eternity. And, you know, your destiny has always been to be here now, to be where you are now. So you weren't chosen in this life. You were chosen before you ever appeared in your mother's womb. He knew you before, you know, he knew you for eternity, you know, before this human event. Right. You weren't lost, but you you were lo- you were allowed to have free will to wander around lost. And then when you remembered it, when you said, oh, I want the Lord, Lord, please take me. I love you, Lord. I want you, Lord. I just want to please you. I don't want to be all screwed up. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be upset. I don't want to be running. I don't want to hurt anyone. I just, please, Lord, take me. This is horrible. When you had that moment, the Lord was calling you. You weren't calling him. See how that works? The Lord's really orchestrating everything, including that which we call a simulation, this particular temporary existence on earth, which, of course, if to be real, it would have to be eternal, you know, so therefore it's not real. And um, that's okay. Entropy is one aspect of existence, but it's not the only aspect. Right, so we see a little sliver of reality. We don't see the whole thing like Plato's cave. You see a, a little glimpse of it, but you don't get the whole picture. Not until you get out of here. I know. I like. To, well, that's why people sit quietly and meditate because they try to see beyond what this is, or see beyond themselves, see beyond their egos. Ego, you know, they, they say, well, that's a very Eastern thing to get rid of ego. No, it's very much a Christ thing to get rid of ego. Get rid of this, you know, I, I, it's not just ego, like I think about myself. It's that people think that, you know, they are God. Like when you're a child, it's all about what you want, what you think. And so uh, the true growing up, you know, a true coming of age is when you realize that it's not about you. But, but it is in the end because he chose you. You see what I mean? And he wouldn't choose you unless you were an integral part of everything. Hence, I and God and God and me as one. Hence, you know, uh, and, and, and you know, the, the, the various religions talk about similar experiences. You know, every religion has some truth in it, but the the all the, the ultimate truth will will always reside. And this is for Hindus, Jews, any but you know, Muslims. Jesus will always be that cornerstone of the whole thing. And, you know, God's son will not be mocked because it's it just, it just, you know, it's tough because, I mean, G- Jesus, they talk about Jesus in the East and being Isa. The Tibetans talk about having trained Jesus to learn this or learn that. Everybody has, everyone knows about Jesus. The t- Tibetans, the Chinese, the Zen masters, you know what I mean. The uh, the Sufi saints, the uh, the Islamic mystics, the uh, you know what I mean. The the, the Pythagorean, uh, you know, secret societies, and all of these different aspects, all trying to figure it out. The Masons, the Jacobins, this, that, the other thing. They all know. 
And they've all, you know, done their best to keep Jesus out of consciousness. Because when people understand what it is, and then they understand the the eternality of it. They understand when you get this yoke of live, struggle, die, live, struggle, die, painful, now die, now it's painful, now die. And when that comes off of you and you go, eternity, bliss, love, the Lord, healing forever. And so you get the eternal view within you at this, without being dead. You see, you're not going to be listening to them now, are you? Kind of naturally, you know, I haven't been really watching much on the news because I, you know, it's lies and half-truths. And um, I haven't really given much, you know, cred- I mean, I, I don't like seeing the spirit of Satan in a man like Biden having him by a full criminal and having people standing around him going, gee, I can't believe he isn't arrested. You know, and then no one arrests him. You know, I mean, if, if anyone thought, well, what is America? This is America. You know, look at it. Get your nose rubbed in it. So you understand why God has put America under judgment. You know, the main thing going on here, okay, is killing babies, corrupting youth, now castrating the, the males, feminizing, you know, you know, men, uh, so really, so they can't win a war, and, you know, turning everyone into this, you know, compliant robot that's going to eat bugs and be a slave. I mean, think about that for a minute. And it looks to me like, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want that, and America's in a struggle for its soul. Now, the good people are not being punished by God, God is lifting up all the the people that are his in America. And they are more loudly than ever, thank you, singing his praises, but more importantly, trying to align with, you know, with what is the purpose God has for me to do in this life. Because each of us is different. We are not a collective. We have no collective salvation. We don't look at it as collectively. God deals with his his remnant in individualistically in each individual, and you know, and that you know how you're progressing along that line is is very important. What what, the, what happened to the nation? I can't say what happened, but I don't really see it in the Bible of the end times. I'm not sure America really survives, but it it's been uh, terrible watching what's happened and. Uh, watching what, um, you know, you say, well, it's one party's fault, the Democrats, but it's like, yeah, but they're beholden, you know, to, you know, the big cabal, the big Satan, the big, you know, they're all part of the big beast system. And don't kid yourself, the establishment Republicans are the same way. So you have these outliers, these people trying to do good, these, you know, these sort of working class heroes, you almost call these, these, these brave men and women who are standing up and trying to, trying to right the wrongs and standing up against, you know, speaking truth to power uh, in these, uh, you know, these, these, this, this peanut gallery of, you know, the UN and, you know, Clown Schwab and, the, and you know, the, the Democrat Party and, and the rest of them. And then, you know, while that's going on, they're like, well, the COVID thing didn't work. We better go to nuclear World War III. That'll kill at least 5 billion people. So, you know, or however many it'll kill, you know, a couple billion maybe. So, you know, have at it, Joe. And he's all excited. You know, he's having ice cream and, 
he's really, really revved up on this idea that he'd be the guy who pushes the button because that would make him the number one Satanist, which is the whole point of the Biden family. That's why they're elected, because they're so evil. Because the people that elected them are on that same level, the same plane. They're, they're the same evil. Yes, you elect who you, you, your election is a projection of who you are. That's who they are. They are that criminal. They are that, you know, ballot box, whatever they do with the ballot. You know, whatever it is uh, that, that, that the, the you know, left-wing politicians are doing, the people that put them there identify with that, and that's why they don't want Hunter or anybody arrested. That's why no one gets it. You know, the people are behind lawlessness. They're simply a projection of the, of the state of the people. You know, they want to bugger their children. Okay, well, then that's the culture. And they're bringing that out more and more and more. That was the whole point of LGBTQ. It's all, all about getting those uh, children into to the mix. That was it. That was the, that was the ploy. You know, the, the ruse was it was about gay rights. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was like, oh, we would never recruit anyone to be gay. And then now you see like 90% of different colleges are, you know, they, they, they consider themselves, you know, non-binary, um, queer or whatever. I, I just, you know, I, <laughs> I can't even watch because I, it's just so embarrassing. I did lecture a millennial, not a millennial, earlier the, a, a Z-Gen. I tried to lecture, I tried to explain about Soros and the whole thing, and she was complaining about, you know, how could Trump get so upset when they ripped out a statue? It's just a statue. No need to to get the you know, National Guard or to get, you know, to say anything about it. I'm like, except that it's against the law, except that it's, you know, a piece of history, except that, you know, we learn from history, except that the reason to get rid of all those icons and burn all the books is so that people have forgotten their sense of history. And she didn't even know that she'd been manipulated into you know this woke. I yeah, it was it was a. I couldn't get anywhere, folks. I couldn't make a, even a dent in it. You know, she just saw me as like you know an old white guy that's uh, full of himself. You know, and that was the end of it. Tragic, because you know that's another life lost. Why lost? Because that person quit what they were passionate about, and, and who knows where they went, and uh, and they wind up uh, drifting. Because wokeism is not going to fulfill the needs of the people. It's not even going to lead to a civil war. It just makes people depressed, and that was the main reason I had to get on today. Suicide. Suicides are going to be going... They're already through the roof, but they're going to be doubling, tripling, quadrupling. There's going to be so many... You know, people envy the dead. They're going to kill themselves. So I'm here to say, you know, but you of the spirit, you cannot kill yourself because it's a redundancy. It's a... It's a um, spiritual blunder. You'll, you, you should focus, instead of killing yourself escaping into Christ. And, you know, just... Here's a good way to kill yourself without killing yourself. Escaping into Christ, and then from now on, I'm just going to listen to Jesus 
I'm going that way and I'm going to, you know, meditate. And so I'm going to take a couple of years and just like be like a monk and just go with the Lord, you know. And maybe he'll give me something to impart to people. Maybe he won't, but it, I'm leaving the society, the sick, twisted failure called society. I'm leaving it. I'm going with the Lord. You know, and that's my suicide. I am renouncing the world, and that's my suicide. I'm renouncing this complete hypocritical, idiotic, stupid thing because that's my suicide. Not killing myself because you're all dumb. Or the world sucks, so I'm going to kill myself. That's dumb. Don't do that because then you negate the very thing that God intended, which you haven't seen yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) Seriously. We ain't seen nothing yet. And you have to hang on through death, uh, through natural causes and not euthanasia, in order to have that blessing. In order to have that blessing of sight, of answers, of emancipation, of spirit, of comfort, of bliss, of euphoria, of epiphany. You cannot have this by taking it into your own hands, taking the bull by the horns. Uh, Yeah, very funny. Taking Satan by the horns, making Satan your bitch. I don't think so. A lot of people don't realize how many how many people here in America have converted over to witchcraft. And they say, well, it's not a real religion. It's not a, you know, oh, yeah. And who are they throwing curses on? Trump! Trump! Trump's the problem. Throw the curses on Trump! Anybody? Anybody at all? Do I even have to comment on this? Well, this will be your essay. This will be your... I want everyone to write an essay. Well, send it to me. I'll read it on the air. Write an essay about why witches throw spells on Trump and and not on Biden. If witches are... Because they want to be seen as good, right? As not being bad people. <laughs> Never mind. Just kidding. I'm not going to read anything like that on the air because I'm... It's, it's, we can't just overstate the obvious, can we? I mean, we can, but I mean, why? So, and I've been interrogated recently where, by worlders who they keep trying to figure out how, how this is going to work. And I keep going, well, the only way you're going to find out is to drop out, man. But remember, once out, never in. Do you understand me? They'll make it look like a suicide, but once out, never in. You drop out at all, even once. They will not know. They will say, come on home, sonny, you know, prodigal son and all, big hug, while the knife goes in. Just understand that, please. For God's sake, please understand that. I shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. Scratch that, Lord. Sorry. For Pete's sake... Uh, the hug's on and the knife goes in, huh? Because you stumbled, because you fell out. Once out, never in. You, you know, hallelujah. Jesus got you. You go to Jesus now. You don't go back there. You don't like a dog going back to to, to eat up his own vomit, do you? 
You go back to the Lord. You go back to you go to the Lord. You don't go back over there. Come on back home, son. It's gonna be peaches and no, get out of there. You were busted loose, now go with it. Right? It's a whole new world you know nothing about. You, I mean that ought to preoccupy you. It's hard to get cynical and, and, and suicidal when there's a whole new world to look at. A whole thing you don't know anything about, a whole a whole bunch of life changes and people coming in and out of your life you never thought you'd meet you you have no idea the adventure that awaits if you just get away from this slavery. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to have a life. That's, that's what, what, what said to me. They go, well, you're not supposed to have a life. And it's like, you, you ought to just stick with the, you know, being, being like a preacher type. You, you don't, you're not supposed to have a life. Oh, excuse me. I am life. You are death. I am life because of my faith in Jesus Christ, who is life, who is in me. And he that is in me is stronger and better in every way than he that is in the world, because our source of power is truth. Truth trumps the entire world, the beast system, all of it. There is no contest either. I refuse to, you know, people that try to make a contest out or try to shape something to go the way of society and go, you see, these outcasts are losers. The real good guy is the guy working within society to do good. And of course, that's a losing proposition. The real abomination in society, don't get me started, man. The real abomination in society God, you've heard me going on and on. I mean, I just... Are people that think they're doing good, but are not, right? People that think they're doing a good deed, and yet they're only making it worse? What do you think, Trish? Huh? Yeah, I, I was thinking about re-recording that song with... Uh, you know, real musicians, but I, because it's just me. I really like it the way it is. Yeah, if it's you know, it's kind of amateur recording. You know, it's just done in my room, and no, I like the, the the sound of the drum is very good. That little floor tom. I love your voice too. I'm not really a singer. I'm not really anything. I'm not even really here. According to them, I don't exist. Well, no, I don't know. I just got to think about it. We just got to move to the next thing and stop trying to analyze it, you know. And, you know, but the reason that it gets analyzed, folks, is because you have no idea how much targeting there is. And if they leave us alone, we could just go forward and we, you know, they're worried, though, that, you know, that our kind of people would, you know, exceed would be superior to, to theirs. It's like the contest of Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel. You know, when Daniel was like, you know, my guys are not having the king's meat and the king's wine, remember? And Daniel was eating some gruel, like, like lentils and, 
you know, just sort of like a some kind of like a vegan thing or whatever. I don't know, eating and water. And it's like, I'll put up my guys against your guys anytime. And Daniel's people exceeded, it blew them all away. I mean, it exceeded all of them. But not because of their diet, really. It's because they had the Lord, they had the truth. And people that have the truth, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe the diet helped, you know, to not be drunk on wine and, and, you know, using meat like a, like, kind of like a luxury, you know, that all they had was gruel. But see, if that's all they have, the Lord will use that and use that person. A lot of people mistook that as getting on a Daniel diet. I'm going on a Daniel diet today, a Daniel diet. And they didn't understand it wasn't about the diet. It's, it's about the Lord. You know, the, if you want to know what's going on, ask someone that is, is, you know, born again in Christ. For real. How can you tell? Uh, the Bible says, pretty much unequivocally, by their fruits you'll know them. You know, if they've been winning popularity contests, that's probably, that's probably going to be a strike against them. Although, um, Jesus can lift up people to be, uh, to have popularity. I mean, Jesus, my goodness, was very popular. Very popular. Jesus was a rock star at that time. You know, for the people, the people out in the country, the people up here, the people down there, the poor people. He was a rock star. Everybody loved Jesus. Until they started, you know, engineering his uh, demise. Now, John the Baptist was another one, a nonconformist. And, um, you know, he, he had a lot of followers. I mean, a tremendous amount of followers. He was very popular, you know, because he'd call the establishment uh, Jews, he'd call them a... A brood of vipers, you know, and he told the people, you need, you know, you need God and you need to be baptized. You need to walk your walk. And people actually, you know, when they got their freedom, they, they would dance around the Roman soldiers and they would kiss them. They would kiss them, you know, and with, with agape kisses. They kissed the soldiers because they're no longer afraid of them. They're no longer, they're not beholden to them. They're not under their rule. They're not under Caesar's rule anymore. So they kiss them, and they dance around, and they sing, playing lots of music. Very popular. Rock rock concerts. Oh, yeah. Today, I hate to say it, but there's hardly anything like that. There is no counter move, ha. <laughs> ben. Anyway, um, but that's not to say it wouldn't happen again because, you know, when I say subversive cinema, you know, something I've been involved, that doesn't mean that every film is going to be like that, but Girl Next was. The reason that people get confused if they did is because they don't understand what's going on, you know, that, 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 you know, sometimes things are not as they seem. And they they they're so used to seeing a story go a certain way. They just they just want to fill in the blanks. You know that most of the scripts that come out of Hollywood, you, well, these are big big time people, big screenwriter, big director. Wow, they all come from China. 
<laughs> the scripts are all approved by China, the CIA, whatever. That it's nobody gets to say. Have a, how many times have you seen? Yep, you know the uh, American military institutions, the military, CIA, NSA. You see them depicted as basically good. You know, you know how could that be possible if the same people, the same like say Justice Department and FBI and you know CIA are you know just lying, cheating <laughs> criminals, doing whatever the hell they want, running roughshod over the Constitution. Nobody bats an eye because they've been conditioned to accept it. Anyway, same old corruption. But see, my my goal is I, I, I got to tear it up, man. I just I just got to tear it up because uh, there's nothing to be afraid of when you know it's a contest between Satan and God. When you're in that fight. Even if it's sitting across a desk from another person, that's a you know a raving lunatic. Uh, say who has the power to do something for you, but he's a raving lunatic, pedophile, criminal who uh, traffics in uh, you know fentanyl or something like that. Well, a very unsavory character. So what you do in a situation like that, you know, is you just you speak your truth. You know, and if the funding gets revoked, oh, oh well, you know that's dirty money anyway. Never be blessed by God. Those kind of things, you know, people that sell out for little things like that. Usually, whatever project it is gets tainted, and so it never sees the light of day. It just sort of comes and goes. So, um, no, I mean there is no debate. I mean, we can't debate with them, you know why? Because we don't have terrestrial arguments, they do. We have celestial arguments, they don't. But the only thing about celestial in this case, I'm, I'm pointing at spirit, and spirit is truth, and you know, spirit and truth uh, equals reality. They have lies and craftiness and twisting the lies. So how can those two debate? They can't. There is no contest. So they they keep trying to make it so that don't be like those losers. Be like one of these winners here in the winner's circle. You know, the winner's circle. Yeah. Ignore that once in, never out, that idiot Zeph talking about that shit. Get in there and compete. See, he's gone up the ladder. He deserves our applause. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm I'm tempted to. But what do you got down there, buddy? You got your bone down there? He's literally ride shocking with me. I'm so blessed with Ben's. He's pretty. He's pretty aggressive. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I know. I know. You hear? Oh, that's your ball. That's your ball. This is a good ball. This one is the size of a baseball, but he can't destroy it. There he goes. Uh-oh. Did it go under there? No. Here he comes. And then Eli is mystified. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to be doing a video a little bit later. Um, 
I'm tempted today to get a fire going out there. I built a Kiva fireplace, as you know, many of you know, that um, basically I didn't realize we had one of the last Kiva builders. Well, I mean, they can build it. You know, they're kind of round, you know, and then we put rocks on it. But it really, really works well. The guy got mad at me. He said, you can't have it. I have a turn toward my where my table, like there's a shelter and a little table, and a, I have a monk's bench there with a nice cushion on it and a couple of chairs, and a view of the courtyard. You know, to my left is the fire. I can throw logs in there with, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, because it's opening up toward the house. Uh, he wanted to come straight off the wall. He said, nobody does this. I said, well, how am I supposed to get warm if I'm sitting here at this table and it's not turned, you know, inward toward the shelf, the porch or overhang area? And um, he, I guess he just shook his head and walked away. And said, don't complain to me if it doesn't work. And if those of you who have seen the video, doesn't it work? It works good, right? I mean, it may be unusual. But see, I, I just wanted, when I was sitting there, I had the vision of having a fireplace there that was right there where I could throw wood in it while I was talking on, on the air or doing something. And I thought about writing, you know, I've got um, a lot of writing. I've got a lot of writing that I've been procrastinating. And now I've got like two or three projects that have to be written and there's no more yes i always hem and haw and move around and i'm sorry i did just, it's hard to settle down when you write it you know what i mean it's it's a haul but then you get into it i know i know and um yeah that's how i started i was you know as a writer and and i'm really my earliest days is i was a writer a drummer musician you know played guitar played bass but not very, you know, pretty good base for not reading music and not knowing what I'm doing. But uh, guitar-wise, I'm just very basic, you know, at best. Well, at least you could say you heard a song from me that it's not a beat, it's not a computer beat. wasn't done on a computer. You know, mic drums, mic bass cabinet... Uh, guitar, I might have gone direct because I wanted to put some effects on it. And that is plugging a Strat that I have into the board. The Strat I have is a, um, that I like. It's a um, uh, Derek and the Dominoes special edition with Derek and the Dominoes artwork from, uh, from Eric Clapton. And uh, you're not supposed to play it. <laughs> you're supposed to have it like a as a a work of art, and I've already mangled it. But no, because I like it. That's the one I like. I mean, I've got a... You know, Lay Layla. Let's, it's, got, it's the Layla guitar. Well, you, you look it up. It's not worth very much. I mean, but it just... So, for whatever reason, so, could, no two guitars are the same. That's the one I like. That's the one I'm able to do very well on. And... Um, you know, if I'm composing on a guitar or, you know, even bass, but more guitar, uh, I get a whole different thing. You know, I get a kind of a rock, you know, kind of a, kind of a, almost like a little bit of a retro feel, you know, back to, you know, and uh, abominations that I thought about, you know, re-recording it, getting, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want to do that unless... There's a purpose for it. 
And um, I'm working on a track right now. It's just total horror. It's just total sound effects, not even music. I don't know. I may have lost my musical ability. But today I'm determined to get, you know, I've reset the drum. I took the drums out of the studio. And I set them up in the garage. I'm setting up uh, some foam in there to try to kind of damp it down a little bit. And I want to see if I can, you know, as I'm feeling better, I just feel like I need to do things to... Uh, because for a while there, I couldn't even really move. I mean, I had to, you know, have a wheelchair at the airport, and, you know. Uh, wasn't looking too good. And <laughs> people were just like, yeah, and he's gone. <laughs> oh, boy, the vultures surrounding. I see them flying around. And, you know, I still uh, can't leave yet because I got uh, I got a few things to do. Now, I know God has his schedule, but I think... You know, one thing we have is, you know, I'll just put it out there. It's it's it, it, it's God's favorite production company, Crazed House. That's his favorite. What about the people that did The Chosen? It's a beautiful movie about... I don't know about anybody else. God is my favorite. How's that? Everybody can talk to God. My goodness, it's not like you know, one person talks to God. I mean, everybody has a relationship with God, whether they even realize it or not. I mean, before I even acknowledge God, looking back on my life, I realized how he got me out of one thing after another, including, you know, um, you know, some very serious suicide attempts and just all kinds of horrors of, 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 you know, of what they were doing to me. I mean, basically they were you know driving me to death and I shouldn't have survived. Everybody else is dead, but I somehow survived it. And, and what do I see? I see that God has made me a witness to see the unraveling of reality so that everybody is living in a hypocritical, uh, conflicted reality that's not that couldn't be true, and you watch them adapt to something you can't adapt to, an abomination you can't fathom, you know, a, 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 an inward conflict that cannot be resolved. And look, they're conforming to it as we speak. And they'll do anything, anything, including kill half the world to make their reality the one. And they want to argue, you know, like, you know, wouldn't it have been better had you gone this way and that way and, you know, captain of this team and captain of that team and gotten you this. Maybe you could be a lawyer or a politician or something and you could really make a difference out there and, you know, versus this like ne'er-do-well idiot over here that's just wandering around with his thumb up his ass. I mean, you know, you don't mean to tell me that one's better than this one. Um, yes, I am here to tell you that. If a person, you know, resists. See, all I'm talking about is resisting giving your mind up. Oh, no, I know you have talents. They want to exploit them, you know, but they're the ones using them, not you. They're the ones putting you in that position, not you. They're the ones boosting you into starhood, not you. You don't deserve it. Or giving you extra talent you didn't have, not you. Right? And the way you tell that is when they finally, if they slip, then all of a sudden they can't hit a note. What? Maybe that talent was on loan. I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm just saying there's a lot of weird stuff that happens out there. 
But um, as far as... uh, You know, I don't know. All I can say is I just have to answer to God every day. I go the way God's leading me. And when people try to have a contest, I say, what do you want to pissing contest with me there is no contest we are um you know eternal beings you know and and there there's you know we have inherited all things we're joint heirs we are we are co-rulers we are one in god god is one in us we are you know emancipated beings we have the thoughts we have the the countenance of christ we have the um solutions you know given to us rather than toiling here and going in circles so i don't see where there's a contest (laughs) okay guys yeah go ahead and talk enjoy yourselves Uh, good morning everybody i'm gonna Two hours, I feel pretty good. Not bad. You know, I'm I'm kind of slowly coming back, but I, I, I wow, I've realized the age. You know, getting up on your feet ain't <sighs> not as easy as it was before, and. So if you want to move around, you've got to be more careful. When you're young, you can just eat anything, get whatever sleep, bounce off the walls. You can do a lot of stuff. But as you get older, you know, sometimes, you know, it's easy to become complacent and sedentary. And then it gets harder and harder to move. You just sort of get solidified in place. But um, anyway, we'll see you guys next time. God bless you. Remember... No suicide, because there's a redundant, there's a, there's a, a mechanism within suicide that is an abomination unto God that you wouldn't want to do, you know, right? It's almost as if you're killing another person that God loves. It's a good way of looking at it.